This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Week 8 injury update, rankings update, props, prize picks, and DraftKings ownership. As always, hit the description and join the Pat Mayo Experience Listener's League. It's rake-free. There's 300 spots left. Go get yours right now before it fills and deposit on prize picks. You get a deposit match of up to $100 if you use code MMN or just our link down in the description. So I suggest you go do that and you can still play in the MMN prize picks props pool as well if you play an entry for seven dollars and eleven cents then you're officially qualified as long as you make five picks nfl only from sunday you're good to go and if you get all five right you get a bonus 50 bucks on top of that so you can turn seven dollars and eleven cents into 123 dollars which it's pretty good. It's probably the best value you're going to find on anything like that, especially for low limit players. If you want to try to build a bankroll, that is the best way to do it. Let's jump in to the prize picks for this week and what I am going with. There's a bunch on the board I like. I posted one in the newsletter, a two-pick play. Uh, you can find that down in the description as well. I just joined the email list and boom, you'll just get it sent directly to you. But the biggest thing is Michael Carter. I have over three receptions. I was looking for this prop at DraftKings Sportsbook as well. It was not released as of yet. I'm guessing it's going to be two and a half, three or three and a half. Obviously, I like the over two and a half a ton. Uh, I like the over three as well. And even Ty Johnson, who is suiting up for this game, I like his over in terms of receiving yards because Magic Mike, Mike White, enjoys himself a check down. And we're not going to have Corey Davis in this game. We're not going to have Tevin Coleman in this game. Well, we're likely not going to have Corey Davis. He's doubtful to play. Tevin Coleman already been ruled out. So it's just going to be dump off City. Over three catches doesn't seem like the biggest ask in the world as long as Michael Carter is playing the majority of the snaps in the Jets' backfield in a game where they're 11-point underdogs, presumably forced to throw a ton. Uh, that is the easiest completion for Magic Mike out on the board. So over three receptions. Additionally, Pat Fry Firemouth, aka Pat Firemouth, over 24 and a half yards. Now, in the actual prop market, I like his over three and a half receptions better because in the sportsbook prop market, his over under yardage is 33 and a half in receiving yards. But on prize picks, it's 24 and a half. This is one of the best things you can do on prize picks. If you're somewhat active um, on injuries or whatever it might be, Go check out whatever sports book you like to go to. Then go over to Prize Picks because they are a lot slower in adjusting injury lines because Eric Ebron is out for this game. Fryermith's probably going to end up running like 80, 85% of the snaps for the Steelers in a catch up game, presumably. At least you know, by the spread, they're going to be throwing and playing catch up within a score, trailing from behind. You just kind of have to fade a Deontay or Claypool early long touchdown, and then boom, Roethlisberger is going to be throwing the entire time. So what we're seeing here is over 24 and a half yards. That's not a ton. That's like four catches or three catches, uh, or maybe just one, depending on how up the seams he can find himself in this game. So those are the two that I really like. Michael Carter over three receptions. Pat Fryermith over 24 and a half receiving yards on prize picks. Once again, use code MMN, get your match deposit, boom, you deposit 100, you get 200, and you've already won, so you might as well actually go out and do that. I also like Cortland Sutton's over receiving yardage prop. That's another one that's lower on prize picks than it is at the sportsbook. I believe it's 54 and a half against a pretty awful Washington secondary, and we don't know if Judy's going to be back or not. Whether or not he's back, I still like that over on Cortland Sutton. So if you want to play the three-play all of a sudden, you're getting five times your money on everything. So you can play those three together. Maybe use all three of those in the MMM props contest. Spoiler, 
I used all three of those in the props contest this week. So again, $7.11 on a five-play entry from all Sunday players, and you get yourself qualified for that bonus $50 on top of the 10 times payout that it already is. So please go hit that up now. Code MMN at prizepicks.com or just use our link down in the description. Let's get to running back injuries for the week. Once again, this is going to be in the newsletter. I will update them again after 11.35 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday, just in case anything changes. And look, if something drastic changes, I'll release another video on this. But all of the rankings, also in the description, are updated to this moment. But if you want the cheat sheet, check out the newsletter. The link is down there in the description. Here's what we got. Just a quick list. We got Jordan Howard is going to be activated from the practice squad for the Eagles. He's been taking first-team reps for the Eagles at running back this week. So everyone who went and picked up Kenneth Gainwell, everyone who went and picked up Boston Scott might have old, slow, plodding Jordan Howard on their case now, taking away presumably the goal line carries, which just kind of renders the other two completely inert. I have all three ranked outside the top 30 in terms of running back rankings this week. Now, if for whatever reason Jordan Jordan Howard is inactive, I will readjust those. Boston Scott would be ahead of Kenneth Gainwell for me in that circumstance, Uh, but I do think that Howard hurts Scott more than it hurts anyone, but it's just more bodies in that backfield to take away the upside from Gainwell and from Boston Scott. Plus, you have Jalen Hurts who's going to probably steal a rushing touchdown at some point so there's very limited upside with all of these Eagles backups uh, and running backs even against the Detroit Lions this week Austin Eckler is a game time decision with his hip injury he is likely to play you probably don't want anything to do with the backups because we have no idea how the distribution is going to go for the Chargers but I would guess it's Justin Jackson then Larry Roundtree then Joshua Kelly however that is pure speculation on my part maybe you could play Justin Jackson in a pinch if you needed to I would wait it out for Eckler I moved him down in the rankings because of that uncertainty however if he was officially going to be in and we knew that before the one o'clock game start I'd vault him back up to number four in the running back rankings right now he is at number 10 in the running back rankings Alex Collins is likely to play he's likely going to be in for the Seattle Seahawks gravy matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars and there are rumors now that Chris Carson might not return this season. So if Alex Collins had been dropped after a crappy game against the Saints, which was pretty predictable, to be perfectly honest with you, he is going to split with all of the other losers they have in Seattle, whether it be Rashad Penny or Travis Homer or DJ Wiki Wiki Dallas. Collins is going to be the lead on the ground. for So for games where the Seahawks are favored, it's probably a good opportunity to play Alex Collins and get those 16 to 20 touches, the majority of which come on the ground, but he does tend to handle the goal line work. And this is by far the easiest defense they've played in, in their past four games. They went the Rams, they went the Saints, they went the Steelers, the Jags, not quite on that level. Mark Ingram was traded to the Saints. He could play. I think he is going to play. I wouldn't really be sweating it with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is still going to be the guy, especially in the passing game for the New Orleans Saints. I wouldn't expect especially with the receptions for Elvin Kamara being down, although they were way up on the Monday night game against Seattle. Overall on the season with Jameis, they have been down from the pace that he is normally at. So I wouldn't expect Mark Ingram to do much in the way of receiving. For the Houston Texans, uh, now we're looking at a situation where, you know, it's David Johnson, it's Philip Lindsay. Maybe they add some other guys to put into the mix. I actually like Lindsay over David Johnson. They've had a chance to use David Johnson. They just haven't done it. Maybe he's washed up. Who knows? But Philip Lindsay could get himself more involved in the receiving game, which he has not been doing so far this season. His 14-point underdogs against the Rams at home. Uh, there's probably plenty of passing opportunities to go around. Nick Chubb, he's going to play. Play Nick Chubb. 
easy stuff. Miles Sanders is now on injured reserve. Talked about the fallout of the Eagles backfield already. Saquon unlikely to play on Monday night. So you get another week of Devontae Booker, this time against the Chiefs, one of the worst run defenses in all of football. So fire up some Devontae Booker. Not an elite play by any means, but he's a good play. Tevin Coleman is out for the New York Jets with his hamstring injury. Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, maybe it's a 50-50 split, but both will be involved in the receiving game. Touchdown upside. It has been Ty Johnson getting those goal line touches. You know, the very few that the Jets actually have. Michael Carter could sneak his way into that as well. It's going to be check down City in that game, like I mentioned. Jamison Crowder is the only Jets receiver I would probably play in this game. And even then, he's still not a great play by any means. Chris Evans is out for the Cincinnati Bengals with a hamstring injury. So Samaj P. Ryan will be the just very quality backup in this game to Joe Mixon. If the Bengals get up by a bunch, we could see some actual work on the ground for P. Ryan too, because the Bengals have gotten to the point where they keep winning by so much, they rest their starters in the fourth quarter because they've already done too much. So P. Ryan could find himself... Uh, doing a little bit of damage in this game. Uh, Darrington Evans is out for the season, his second time on injured reserve for the Tennessee Titans. That really locks in Jeremy McNichols as one of the higher-end handcuffs in all of football behind Derrick Henry. Not really much to do with your lineups this week, but projecting forward, that elevates McNichols back up because when Evans came back, we didn't really know who could potentially take over if Derrick Henry was to get hurt. Now we know it's going to be Jeremy McNichols. Taysom Hill is out with a head injury. Uh, Ty Johnson is going to be in for the Jets. And then Josh Jacobs and Latavius Murray both sustained injuries uh, the week before. They are both on bye week, so keep an eye on them coming out of the bye. Wide receiver injuries for the week. Corey Davis is likely out with a hip injury he sustained in practice for the New York Jets. Uh, Keelan Cole, Denzel Mimze. Uh, I mean, Elijah Moore is going to play the slot. So Mims and Keelan Cole, probably Keelan Cole, going to get more run on the outside. You probably don't want anything to do with that, to be perfectly honest with you. Julio Jones is out for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, not really been a super healthy year for Julio. And it's never like he has a ton of healthy years. But this one's even more shocking than anything. A.J. Brown is going to see a ton of targets in this game. Derrick Henry is going to see a ton of carries in this game. After that, Nick Westbrook. Nick Westbrook Ikena, I guess. You don't want to play that. If you were so desperate you had to, maybe you could go for it. But that he would likely be the next man up over Marcus Johnson uh, in that regard. Uh, Josh Reynolds is just probably going to be in the slot. Maybe he sees some extra funneled targets towards him. If the Colts really go out of their way to try to limit A.J. Brown, all those guys could pile up a ton. But now you're just picking a needle in a haystack. Nothing's a guarantee with any of these guys, uh, especially like if we were able to project the targets much easier amongst that collection, then yeah, you could most definitely fire one of them up. But we don't know that information. It's changed every single week depending on which guy is out and then even then it's still a crapshoot so uh marcus johnson nick westbrook ikena would probably be the top two of those when i like nick westbrook ikena a little bit more but listen they're not going to be they're not high in the wide receiver rankings this week put it that way deshaun jackson has asked for a trade he is out for the los angeles rams i'd like to see him on buffalo i know sanders can get himself behind the defense but if you had a legit speedster on the bills i mean isaiah mckenzie's really the only guy that they have that fills that role right now i think that deshaun jackson could be a possible upgrade to someone's receiving core but i think it would have to be a good receiving core to begin with van jefferson just essentially rendered deshaun jackson obsolete in the Rams offense he's the better version of Deshaun Jackson right now so arrow pointing up for Van Jefferson on the Rams with no more split sharing the snaps and the routes with Deshaun Jackson Donovan Peoples-Jones is out for the Cleveland Browns it looks like Odell is gonna give it a go Landry picked up an injury during practice this week but it appears 
he is going to be fine. He was taken off the injury report on Friday, so no worries about him. T.Y. Hilton likely going to be in. That hurts Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman projecting to be one of the highest owned receivers on DraftKings. In the one game when Hilton played, Hilton was the guy, not Michael Pittman. So maybe that was a one-week outlier, but that's the only data point I can work with at the moment. So if Hilton's in, I don't like Michael Pittman all that much. He's playable, but like a low-end wide receiver three, not like the lock wide receiver two that he's been when T.Y. Hilton has been on the sidelines. Will Fuller out for the Miami Dolphins. Devontae Parker likely going to play for the Miami Dolphins. It's against the Bills. Maybe you can play Parker. It's not great by any means. Maybe there's a ton of garbage time. Who knows? Michael Gallup, we still don't have word yet, but he's presumably going to play on Sunday night, which would have been great if Dak was playing, but now we don't even know if Dak is playing. It looks like Dak is not going to play. In fact, in the rankings, I have Cooper Rush uh, in the spot of Dak Prescott, and all the wide receivers and running backs are therefore affected by that. CeeDee Lamb is following down uh, amari cooper is falling down you're probably still going to play them but they're not absolute great plays like they would have been if dak prescott was going to play deontay harris likely to be back for the new orleans saints this week michael thomas probably not going to play we may get michael thomas next week though for the saints um, after they square off with the bucks and what's a big game for them Diami Brown and Curtis Samuel both out for the washington football team sterling shepherd and Kadarius hunky Tony. Probably going to play Monday night for the New York Giants. Kenny Galladay likely to be out for that game, along with Saquon Barkley. I like Tony one spot higher than Sterling Shepard. I think you can play them both, to be perfectly honest with you. But Tony, uh, as long as he is active, has been the target monster, even when Shepard and Tony were both on the field. In fact, Shepard may not be the greatest play, but it's a super soft matchup. Ten-point dogs on the road, presumably a ton of throwing against a defense that can't stop anyone. So Tony, then Shepard in the Giants receiving core. Jerry Judy is now questionable with a foot injury. He had been back at practice. Got a rest day on Friday. He's going to be a game time decision. That's a later game too. So I wouldn't just be relying and have no backup option for Jerry Judy. If he plays, I like him, but he might not play. So you got to keep that in the back of your mind. Antonio Brown is out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Marcus Johnson will likely fill in for him. Tyler Johnson, sorry, will likely fill in for him again, but Gronk likely to be back. So you don't need to worry about Johnson all that much. Terrace Marshall out for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Kirk Clearwood, no, that's a golfer. Now I completely forget the guy's name. Kirkwood. Kirk Kirkwood? That doesn't make any sense. Kirkwood, last name, first name, completely forget because, you know, I'm not playing Saint Showdown from two years ago anymore. She Smith was the other one who was getting some extra run for the Panthers, but no one on that team can get your pass anymore, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Uh, Sammy Watkins went on by. He had that hamstring injury. He could be activated coming out of the Ravens by this week. The rest of the positions, Dak Prescott, unlikely to go. Cooper Rush, likely going to start on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings. That is not a certainty as of yet, but that is just the most likely scenario. Zach Wilson is out this week. He's going to miss another two to four weeks. Tyrod Taylor is eligible to return. He will back up Davis Mills this week. Davis Mills still getting the start for the Houston Texans. Jimmy Garoppolo starting for the Niners, although Trey Lance will be the backup in that game. And Baker Mayfield, guys, guys are just a monster when it comes to toughness. He's back for the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Case Keenum back to the bench. I don't know if Baker's going to make it through this game, but he's been cleared. He's playing. Apparently, he's good to go. At tight end, you have Eric Ebron. Uh, he is out for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as previously mentioned, hence why I like Pat Firemouth or Fryermouth as he 
actually is called. I like Firemouth, though, especially if he's going to be piling up somewhere between like five and eight targets in this game. Get his over three and a half catches. Get his over 24 and a half receiving yards. We are good to go in that circumstance, if that's the case. I like him a lot this week. He's my number 10 tight end on the week. Pharaoh Brown is real questionable to play for the Houston Texans. That means Jordan Aikens could potentially be a flyer if you want to go down that road. I think there are better flyers like Pat Fryermouth that you can just take this week. Uh, but if you play in a super deep league and need a tight end, that's a potential option if Pharaoh Brown sits. And you'll know that right away because that's a one o'clock game. Jonu Smith likely in for the Patriots. Rob Gronkowski also likely in for the Buccaneers. Jimmy Graham is questionable with COVID-19. Uh, Robert Tunyon is likely out for the season, as we saw on Thursday night. Dawson Knox is going to be out another two to four weeks after getting hand surgery for the Buffalo Bills. And watch out for Darren Waller's ankle there on bye week. Obviously, Foster Moreau would be the pickup in that circumstance. Let's go down to the DraftKings ownership and potential plays for the week. Uh, Justin Freeman, shout out Justin Freeman. Once again, uh, my co-founder at runthesims.com. We use all of his projections for runthesims.com. He won all the big GPPs uh, two Thursdays ago, and then once again, won another 14,000, winning the GPP, splitting it up top, obviously. Uh, Once again, so back-to-back Thursday GPP wins using the Run the Sims tool from Justin Freeman with his own projections, but it was there for everyone. The baseline projections that are in the system are the numbers that he uses. You can always customize them to whatever you want, but hey, it's a pretty good endorsement. Back-to-back for the co-founder, and a lot of users ended up with great Thursdays, so hopefully we can power that through into Sunday. If you want the full optimizer and you want the player prop tools, go to runthesims.com right now. If you get the monthly package because you just want to test it out and use code RTS, uh, you'll get 25% off that as well. And you get full access to the site, the the regular projections. You can customize your projections. It runs the slate 10,000 times. And here's one stat up there that I don't think a lot of people use, and it's enough. And I'll try to put this into some context uh, as well. So there is an optimal leverage percentage that is a part of the optimizer that you can go look at. Essentially, all that does is the whole core of the site is running the slate 10,000 times. So you run the slate 10,000 times and you get your projections. And then you go back to the main page and you see players projected ownership versus optimal percentage. Now, no wide receiver this week ends up in the optimal lineup more than Cooper Cup. That's not shocking. He's the highest owned guy. However, it's around like 12.3% he's in the optimal lineup uh, based on the simulations. Now, his projected ownership is like 26%. So he actually has a huge negative in terms of leverage. You're not getting any leverage based on the ownership and optimal percentage if you play Cooper Cup. That's not to say don't play Cooper Cup. He's a great play. And obviously, he's the one who ends up in the optimal lineup the majority of the time. It's just, if you're playing game theory, that is not the greatest play. The three receivers who rate out best in a leverage percentage, who end up in the optimal a bunch, but don't really carry a bunch of ownership this week. Number one is Cortland Sutton. Number two is Jamison Kreder. Don't trust that one. DK Metcalf is the other one. I keep pointing to the Seattle game. I really think Seattle's going to have a lot of success here against the Jags. Geno's not good, but again, just the list of the defenses that he's played so far. Jacksonville, not on that level. DK could be the way to go in this game. Current projected ownership around 6% ends up in the optimal 12% of the time. So he has a 6% leverage score uh, this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton projected ownership around 3% ends up in the optimal around 9.4% with Judy, without Judy. That's with Judy in. I actually think Judy gives him a bit more coverage in this game uh, just so they can't double team him and try to take him out. So Cortland Sutton in DK Metcalf 
half. If you even if you're just going to do one-offs, although I do like the Teddy stack, uh, if you're going to stack up that game and bring it back with McLaurin or bring it back with Ricky Seals Jones, Sutton is the guy that I want to have the exposure to. If Ju- Jerry Judy plays, I will play him. If not, Noah Fant is going in those triple stacks for the Denver Broncos. Maybe I just play a skinny stack and just go Teddy, Sutton, McLaurin be on my way probably play dk in that lineup too and then try to find some savings to play some pretty good running backs my cheat sheet is up at draftkingsplaybook.com right now or dknation.com if you want to see you know the cash game type plays the safer plays this week but if you use code rts at runthesims.com you can just generate all your lineups that you want anyway customize your projection use the player prop tool and run the sims ten thousand times and find out uh, who is going to appear in the optimal lineup at what percentage of the time Ownership-wise, it's a pretty straightforward week. Uh, We look at running back, Daryl Henderson, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift. Those are going to be the big three. You're probably going to see Joe Mixon with a ton of ownership as well. If you wanted to go scumming, I liked Michael Carter a little bit better when I thought that Ty Johnson was going to be out, but he's $4,900. That's not bad. Khalil Herbert, even against the 49ers, in a pretty good spot at a cheap price. Philip Lindsay, if you really want to swing for the fences, I don't recommend doing that, but he's $4,000. You need all of the salary savings in the world to pay up at every other position besides running back, which you probably shouldn't do. That is a name that you could potentially go to here. I do have him projected to play 61% of the snaps for the Texans, so take that for what it's worth. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, going to be by far the highest owned. Chris Godwin, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, uh, some others that are going to be probably pushing around 15 to 20% ownership in the DraftKings Millionaire Maker main slate this week at quarterback. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are the two you need to watch out for. I don't think that any are high enough uh, to really fade them. Maybe Jalen Hurts, because you're probably not stacking him up with anyone. If you're going to do the Hurts stack, I think it's Hurts, Smith, Goddard with the bring back of DeAndre Swift, maybe Hawkinson if you want to get tricky. The Josh Allen stack, I think you just leave Diggs out of it and pray for the best. You go Allen, Beasley, Sanders, maybe not even bring it back with anyone on the Dolphins, but if you want a triple stack to get access at a contrarian way to Josh Allen, that's probably the best way to go about it. Tight end, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Kyle Pitts, Dallas Goddard are the three that I'm seeing over 10% at the moment. Injuries can always change everything. So I still like Ricky Seals-Jones. I like Gronk in this matchup against the Saints. And I really like Pat Fryermuth. He's 3,600 bucks, 3,400 bucks, something like that. You need a salary saver. That's the way that you can go in that matchup. Uh, and defenses, Bengals, Washington, and Bills looking like the top three right now. I still really like the Bills and the Eagles as a cheaper D. They're 2700 bucks, so they're not super duper cheap, uh, but it's a nice way to get leverage off of Jalen Hurts, who's projecting to be the highest owned quarterback at the moment. So those are different ways that you can just kind of game theory your way through. I highly suggest using runthesims.com to make this all easy on yourself. Uh, once again, go to runthesims.com slash mayo. Uh, if you get the monthly, you can get 25% off with code RTS. Remember to deposit at prizepicks.com and play in that Mayo Media Network props contest. One entry, five picks from Sunday, all NFL, $7.11. You get all five right. You win 123 bucks and vault yourself up the leaderboard. You can check out the leaderboard down in the description as well. And let's fill up that DK contest. Big asks this week, but now I have caught you up on everything. The rankings are updated. They will be updated again on Sunday. And you can check out the updated injury report in the Mayo Media newsletter. That link now available in the description. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. 